Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Hello again. And this is the third week in our Vampire Month. I can't believe it's already been three episodes. It's been a lot. It's crazy. We're really on top of things. But just a quick note, if you hear a slight hum in the background, we apologize. That's the air conditioner. If it wasn't on, we would immediately perish in flames. It's like our Darth Vader life suit. Like, it's something you gotta live with. Like, Darth Vader's girlfriend is probably just, like, tired of the... But it's part of it. I don't think he dates a lot. I guess that's true. I don't think that's a problem he has. Bottom line is... It's not canon. Bottom line is you're going to have to deal with it. Okay. But anyway, for this third week, we were going to watch Near Dark, but it's not available anywhere at a reasonable price. So we're watching Fright Night, which is... Which is in Brennan's collection. Yeah, that was very easily available for free. (laughs) Yep. Currently. And it was the first time you saw it, right? Yeah, this was my first time watching it. Cool. What'd you think? Well, we'll, let's, let's dive on in. All right, cool. Um, I am going to start with the plot really quick. All right. And this is the 1985 Tom Holland Fright Night, not the remake from 2011. No, not the one with Anton Yelchin. May he rest in peace. May he do that. Meet Jerry Dandridge. He's sweet, sexy, and he likes to sleep in late. You might think he's the perfect neighbor, but before inviting Jerry in for a nightcap, there's just one uh. thing you should know. Jerry prefers his drinks warm, red, and straight from the jugular. It's Fright Night, a horrific <laughs> howl starring Chris Sarandon as the seductive vampire and William Ragsdale as the frantic teenager struggling to keep Jerry's deadly fangs out of his neck. Only 17-year-old Charlie Brewster knows Jerry's blood-curdling secret. When Charlie can't get anyone to believe him, he turns to TV horror host Peter Vincent. That was a terrible decision. Who used to be the great vampire killer of the movies. Can these mortals save Charlie and his sweetheart Amy from the wrathful bloodsucker's toothy embrace? If you love being scared, Fright Night will give you the nightmare of your life. So let's talk about that. Do you love being scared, Sergio? Um, I do think it's a fun thing to be, to Uh, experience fear, like bone-tingling fear. Did this movie provide that for you? Not really, no. It made me sad. It made me want to sleep multiple times during, but to preserve the honor of this podcast, I did not do that. I'm really appreciative of that. You're welcome, bro. I can't say Shannon was awake for 100% of what we watched. Really? No, she was. Oh, okay. I was like, damn. I'm not throwing her under the bus. <laughs> All right. Hi, Shannon. She's not listening. I hope she is. She's deworming the orphans. Shannon, okay, look. Shannon, if you're listening, text me right now and say the words, Shannon lives. <laughs> no, tweet it. You should tweet it. Anyway... <laughs> Um, what's, what's your scariness rating for this film? Um, I gave it, is that what? Two perms? No, two screams. Two screams. I gave it two fangs per no, my. No, fangs is effects. Is it really? I, I already adhered to you wanting to change things, but you're just going to make everything fangs now. Fangs makes more sense though for screams in place of screams. But fangs are effects. Whatever. Just screams. Fine. I gave it, since you already changed it, God bless. Um, I gave it two screams bordering on one. Uh, I guess there was uh, a jump scare in there, maybe, but there wasn't anything beyond that. I was just bored, incessantly bored. <sighs> yeah. I'm giving this two out of five screams as well, because there is one part that actually made me jump. What was it? Um, it's the part where 
there's this character named Evil Ed who's the most obnoxious character in the entire world. Yeah. Um, he's the best friend of our, our main kid, Charlie Brewster, Punky Brewster. Uh, he's being chased down an alley by uh, Chris Arandon, who is your friendly neighborhood vampire. Mm-hmm. And there's this big mist that shows up. and like. I hate the mist. Him. I hate the mist. To be fair, vampires canonically can turn into mist, they according can? to the book Dracula. Oh. But... Their fog machines were working overtime. All right. Like, literally, there's fog pouring out of the eaves of his house all the and time. it was colorful fog. It yeah. was so 80s. Over the top. Oh, yeah. Not needed. So this fog descends on him, and it re- it recedes, and Evil Ed's like, oh, thank God I'm safe. And then Jerry jumps out of the shadows from behind him. And that part actually got me. And it was so... I'm so mad at myself. Because the musical sting... Do you know... Are you looking at me because you don't know what that is? The musical sting? Yeah. No, I don't. You just give me a look. Uh... A music sting is like the, you know, that's supposed to like accompany a scare. Okay. It's just like a short piece of music. All right, cool. The sting was literally like a snare drum. It's just like, but it freaked me the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's scariness. Let's go into campiness because you were already talking about the fog billowing around every corner of this movie. So what's your campiness score, Sergio? I gave it four four fake fangs or four perms. Sorry. I gave it four perms. Leg Um, warmer, fang warmers. Yeah. Uh, It was really... Just everybody was campy. Um, Evil Ed was the worst character. Oh, my God. Followed by the second worst character, which was the Van Helsing character, Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent, yeah. Um, and then just the things that they did. Were, I was bored. I was so bored. I'm sorry, Brendan, to be so harsh on this movie. No, honestly, I think you enjoyed it more than I did. I did? TBH. Really? I'm... This is one of those things. I'm very disappointed in myself because Fright Night is such a big movie in the horror community mm-hmm. that i'm a part of i can see where it would be big at the time like when it first came out because uh-huh. i thought like you know speaking of seeing a bunch of 80 movies that i've seen like this one was probably one of the better ones in effects and and i guess acting wise but oh god acting wise for the time well, like look, no, when they were running nobody tripped over them so i was like ah you know the way the girls run in scary movies and okay yeah they look back always and then they trip over when they look back and you know you yeah, know what I mean. I do. The cliche um, Scream Queen run. That's true. But uh, just Stephen Jeffries, who plays Evil Ed and went on to star in a lot of gay porn, which is Cockbusters incredible. Cockbusters 3. No, what, really? I don't know. No, that was made up. What Latin Daddy's 4. He was in a movie called Latin Crotch Rockets. Oh, that's the one that I was trying to remember. Yeah. Um, which is incredible. We're not we're not shaming him for this. It's just so no. fun to know that. Everybody loves Latin Crotch Rockets. He, honestly, it's a good thing he moved into porn because this performance is too much. It is so over the top. It is, he's like, he's he's the best friend. He's supposed to be this weird, like, John Hughesy character. Like, uh, like the Anthony Michael Halls or like the weird girl in Breakfast Club, but like all mixed together. He has like uh-huh. all these weird things that he likes. Uh-huh. But his voice is this nasal whine. And he's just constantly, like, shrieking his lines at the top of his lungs. And I could not stand him. Yeah. Did you have more campiness to say? Peter Vincent. He was the over-the-top thespian who, I guess, took himself oh, yeah. too seriously. Uh, who else was, was terrible? Um, the mom. <laughs> she oh, was the mom such was great. A, such a wine mom, you know? I imagine her just drinking throughout the day and then flirting with the weird neighbor when it comes out at night and yeah. has a living gardener. It's like, this is clearly a gay man. Yeah. Oh, the, the gay subtext in this movie is supreme. I mean, it's not, it's not lost boys level gay subtext, uh-huh. but 
literally uh charlie brewster punky brewster <laughs> literally <laughs> punky brewster would you know, Punky ra- brewster was a girl right the the character yeah yeah i just like to call him that okay just letting you know thank you i appreciate the knowledge i want you to make sure you don't misgender someone well she was played by soleil moon fry right yeah of uh sabrina the teenage witch fame yeah i don't, don't want you to misgender someone i appreciate that thank you shannon is listening Hi, shannon. hashtag shannon lives <laughs> uh punky brewster would rather watch the hunky man next door than sleep with his girlfriend this is a, a constant theme and there's a lot of yeah i remember that was the first thing like that's one of my first notes is that um it's unrealistic in that his girlfriend boy. yeah his girlfriend is like literally presenting herself to him yeah like uh, like a dog in heat mm-hmm. she's like aren't we gonna make love danny or what the hell's his name charlie charlie punky, punky we, brewster aren't we gonna make love charlie and then he's just like i'm busy there's a coffin next door these are important matters that we must attend to okay yeah Let, let's talk about that if you saw your neighbors moving in a coffin what would you assume like not uh, i don't know they have a weird taste yeah i think i wouldn't care i think maybe i wouldn't be snooping Maybe they can't afford a grave plot, and maybe they're hosting a wake at their house. Like, I wouldn't immediately jump to vampire. Okay. I mean, that's true. I mean, I wouldn't be snooping anyway. That's my mom. Okay. She would notify me, like, I'm Miho, look, it's vampires. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I'm giving it three out of five perms. It, it is 80s, but it's not, the, like, the most 80s thing in the world. I do love, well, Punky Brewster's room both has a pinball machine and a neon sign, which I feel is, like, this super perfect 80s boy yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, Valium mom is great. She literally offers him a Valium. Mm-hmm. I liked the neon sign. The only thing is that when he was snooping, he left it on. Oh yeah, idiot. And I'm just like, you don't do that when you're snooping, okay? There is there is some idiot stuff. Like the score is very tangerine dreamy. You I love that. What? You love the score. I the thing is, I dug how silly it was, but it's not one that really spoke to me. I'm not sure why. I think, you know what? It sounded like a rock slide in a synth factory. Like, just random things falling onto synths and making, like, bump, 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 bump. It, it didn't feel like, it just felt kind of atonal and not really structured at all mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. But there is there is one shot where Amy, the girlfriend, who's a... Amanda Beers. Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy from... Married with Children. Married with Children. He was showing me... Everybody should watch her. that. It's the greatest show to ever grace us next to The Simpsons. Uh-huh, sure. Um, you don't agree The Simpsons is the best show ever? I don't agree that Married with Children is the best show ever. Fine. Second best show to come from the Fox Network. Okay. What about Glee? What about... Oh, what about the Exorcist series, which... Has not yet appeared. While we're recording, but it has aired at this point. And Rihanna is the Exorcist. That'd be cool. That'd um, be but, oh, there's a scene... Umbrella. There's a scene where Marcy Darcy... There's a scene where Marcy Darcy is dancing with uh, Jerry Dandridge, the vampire, uh, at this club, which this super labyrinth club with like I imagine David Bowie's in the corner spinning his little glass balls, uh. but um, she's dancing with him, but then she sees this big full length flash dance mirror behind him, and um, because he's a vampire, he was she reflect. hypnotized during that scene? Yes. Okay. Partially. I don't know. She definitely was down to clown with mm-hmm. Jerry Dandridge, but she was also hypnotized. Like she was entranced by him or something. And yeah. then she was also shocked. Like <gasps> I'm dancing with no one. Yeah. That was like her bucket of cold water mm-hmm. uh, to, to further the flash dance metaphor um, that like showed her that the truth of the situation mm-hmm. that kind of broke her trance. Yeah. But in the mirror, she's just holding her arms out and spinning with this dopey look on her face. And it's great. Jared Dandridge loves himself a good entrance. Like, literally, there are times where the whole movie stops, and everyone just waits for him, and he, like, 
struts, struts he's down like, the stairs like the Chanel's and Scream Queens. He's like um the girl that we saw in not another teen movie. Yeah, like he 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 constantly enters a room like he's a girl showing off her prom dress uh-huh. for the first time. And the music changes and everybody stops breathing and just has to look at him for a second. Mm-hmm. And his well, he wasn't really that impressive. Chris Sarandon is an attractive man. He's impressive, but he's not, you know, the top, the the magnus opus of vampires. Uh, 100%. No Alexander Skarsgård, Brennan. My last point of campiness, sorry. I, campiness, I love talking about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, forget, he decides that the best person to help him out is this TV vampire slayer. He's basically like Elvira, just like hosting a movie TV show or like the Crypt Keeper or whatever. And he's like, Peter Vincent. Come help me slay this vampire. That's like me. Like, I can separate fiction and reality. I'm not a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if a vampire moved in next door to me, I would not call up Sarah Michelle Geller and be like, hey, can you help a brother out? <laughs> anyway. Um, I feel like Sarah Michelle Geller would be up to the challenge. She'd you, be you like, David Boreanaz moved in. Let's, let's go kill him. <laughs> you know what? I do think you're right because she's awesome. Mm-hmm. But anyway, effect. what's your effect score for this movie? Um, I gave it four fangs, four 80s fangs. So so every t- score is fangs. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, you put fangs for this one. Yeah. Well, you decided whatever. Four. You, you have to change everything even when I adhere to your whims. <laughs> All right. Um, I gave it four fangs. Uh, I thought the effects were pretty impressive. I respect your opinion when you say that, uh, or I like understand when you say, um, that they didn't do anything for the movie. That yes, they were cool. That there's this like spontaneous werewolf transformation scene, but it lasted five minutes, and it didn't really enhance anything. But I just thought that the effects themselves were cool. Like when the werewolf changed back into a human, um, when the kid was burned with a cross, uh, when there was that weird-looking vampire monster thing, like the hybrid wolf vampire bat. Yeah, that was cool. that was cool. Yeah, and I mean the fog machine a little bit overboard, but. If it was, you know, less, it's one of those less is more scenarios. Like if it had been done just yeah. right, it would have enhanced the scene perfectly. No, I, I agree that the effects are good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're by Randall William Cook, who did I Madman, which is like the poster child movie for Scream 101 because it was the first movie we ever did. Yay. Rest in peace, Shannon. <laughs> Hashtag Shannon lives. Um, <laughs> She's like the, th- our like running theme throughout all of these. She really is. Um, I'm giving it three out of five. 80s fangs um thank you because i do i would agree with you but like like you said that i said previously <laughs> the effects are so out of place like there's we're watching this vampire movie all of a sudden there's this reverse werewolf transformation and it looks so good but there's it doesn't make any sense whatsoever and yeah i just i was not digging it um there's a great part there's a great part where what is this great part where uh, Jerry Dandridge's faithful handyman get—he's a vampire. Oh, he was I guess? confusing. That character threw me off. Yeah, because like this character is this carpenter that lives with him, and he's helping him out because he can walk around during the day. And so he's they're not like, a living carpenter. He's a living um, florist or something. What? Living gardener. He was a living gardener. Oh, okay. According to the wine mom. Oh, I thought she said carpenter. She said gardener. Okay. Well, um, maybe I'm wrong. Again, but again, more gay subtext because uh-huh. it's the two sexy vampires living together. Mm-hmm. He was not sexy. But the thing is... He wasn't bad. Yeah. He can he can walk around in the sunlight, but he gets staked and he dies, but he doesn't die when he gets a bullet to the head. Yeah. I don't understand anything that's going on with this character. Mm-hmm. Why is he here? I think he's a zombie of sorts. Like a zombie vampire. 
I don't even. Maybe he's like a. Like I see an a new or something. I see a new franchise on the way, from for zombie vampires. Uh, maybe that. Maybe it's explored more in Fright Night Two, which we have not seen. Maybe wouldn't it be weird if we just saw that one? That would be weird. We did not though. Oh, was he in the seat in the remake? That no, character? that character's not in the remake at all. Oh, that's so sad. Colin uh, Farrell no. didn't get a gay lover. Well, he's Colin Farrell. He can get anyone he wants. Um. Yeah, lesbian no, lover. When, when this carpenter dude is dying, for whatever reason, he gets staked and he dies. Whether or not he's a vampire, I don't know what the hell's going on. Then he turns to Flubber. Yeah, he turns into Flubber. He melts like like he looked into the Ark of the Covenant. It's great. Like the I effects don't get are that cool. Reference. Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, no. Oh my God, I got it. I got it. I can try to fix you. <laughs> um, let's move on to quality. Please Let, fix me. Let's put all these together. Quality. I gave it three quality stars. Quality fangs. Quality fangs. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Um, I gave it three out of five on Lucky Stars. Overall, it was a decent movie. Um, for the time, I I, I, can't, I always say that. Like for the time, I'm sure it was great. Um, you're, you're giving movies way too much benefit of the doubt. I'm sure, like if I had seen this, like I'm sure if I had seen this when I was five, I would have been like, oh shit, like uh-huh. my neighbor's a vampire. Like let's burn the house down. It tried to do something. No, I didn't try to do anything new. Uh, it really dug into the lore it paid tribute to the lore or it was honest to the lore what would you say yeah that is the most interesting thing about fright night is that it transplants this gothic mansion into a suburban neighborhood Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what poltergeist did like bringing the haunted house uh genre into like condo suburbia suburbia. so that's like a valuable thing like they're that's the whole point of the movie is that it's vampires instead of like a mad slasher hacking through people like, it's out of place and out of time. And I, mm-hmm. I respect what they're doing there. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, it's, I don't know, three out of five. It's okay. more like two out of five, TBH. I was bored by it, um, but it was pretty, it was overall well done. Watch it for yourself to get a better opinion and understand my quarrels and my internal struggle right now. I'm so conflicted about this movie. I'm going to give it three out of five unlucky stars because I did... I liked, like what I was saying, with the transplanting the gothic into the suburban. Totally. I liked the effects. Uh, they were really good. Randall William Cook, for the win, he has some Oscars. Does he really? For yeah. What? Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Did he win for Mad Max? He didn't do Mad Max. Oh. Why did you know. assume that he did? I don't know. Why not? Okay. You love Mad Max. You, there is a Mad Max poster on the wall behind you. That's true. There's like movies behind me that are Mad Max. That's true. I just saw something with Charlize Theron. What? It was at Chelsea. It was at home. Oh. I saw it at home. Congratulations. It was great. I love the work that she does for the kids in Africa. Yeah, that's great. She thinks that we're going to be the generation to end AIDS. That's cool. Love her. Donate to her charity. Okay. Um, Look her up at Charlize. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Dot org. Uh, I'm giving it three out of five. Whatever. Primo things. What are we doing? I... God. See, it's hard to explain no, I just, for this movie, right? This... I just feel so bad because it's such a beloved movie, but I was so turned off. Maybe it's because we're millennials. Maybe we're as bad as everybody thinks we are. No, the thing is I can, I can usually access that stuff. I love Halloween. I can get freaked out by Halloween. I'm super freaked out by the birds, which no one is. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Bride of Frankenstein. I love the blob. I love things from other decades. I love a lot of things from the 80s. I mm-hmm. was super freaked out by From Beyond, the Stuart Gordon movie, which was just a year later. But this movie, I was so bored. 
Um, there's a scene where uh, e- Evil Ed dies, and it takes him like five minutes, and he just that was so extra, man. Like, yeah, like the effects are cool, but it took so long. He's just like ah, ah, and it's like I don't want to hear him. He went through multiple transformations yeah, during that death scene. His dialogue is basically already a scream, so I don't need to hear him screaming for five minutes. But mm-hmm. he was, if you've ever seen on YouTube, there's this meme video where it's this Turkish film where a, a guy gets shot, and he just runs around the room going ah, ah and it takes him like three minutes to die it's it's kind of like a it was, was viral for a little bit with, within the movie it. circles it, it reminded me of that it's just so much it kind of reminds and, me of a male kathy Ack. god the weird thing about this movie is it's not a secret gay subtext neighbor movie it's a movie about malcolm mcdowell finding his faith is it really that's the only arc I could find. Oh. It was Malcolm McDowell uh, didn't believe Malcolm him. McDowell is like Peter, the priest, uh, right? Another priest. Ha! <laughs> Wrong movie. Um, Peter Vincent. He's Peter Vincent. Yeah. Because the whole thing is like he doesn't believe in himself anymore because the kids don't believe in vampires and there's no use for him anymore. But then he finds out the vampires are real and he can embody this role for real and then he comes back in a big way and like gets his show back. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff about the cross won't work unless you believe in it. And... Yeah, I you guess just you're gotta right. have faith, faith, faith. What is that from? George Michael. It's a song. Oh, um, I thought it was from like Hairspray or something. Mm, sure. Um, what am I supposed to know? God. I, I I sung it during the movie, and you were like, "Oh, uh huh." I think you just ignore me when we're watching movies. Sometimes I'm trying to stay awake here. I can't multitask on that level. Okay, but yeah, no, it's it's this weird movie about this random side character who is not very helpful finding his faith in himself. And then Charlie Brewster is just off in the corner, like rubbing one out. I don't know. Mm. Like, it's so strange. It's so peculiar. It really was peculiar because at first I was like, where is this storyline with this guy going? Like, he's only like uh, stunted the plot. He only held it up. I'm talking about Peter Vincent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like towards the end, I guess he shows up to save the day, sort of. Oh, I don't know. I'm just I I feel like the worst 80s horror fan, but. I don't think I'm a fan of Tom Holland's work. I think it's because we're millennials. No, I, burn. I love the 80s so much, which is why it pains me to say this. I don't really like Tom Holland movies, or at least the two that I've seen so far, which are like his big movies. Child's playing this one? Yes. I, God, I feel like it's, it's like coming out all over again. I prefer the remake of Fright Night to this film. Stop being a drama queen. You not liking the original Fright Night is not the equivalent of coming out again. No, it just people are going to lynch me for this. No one is going to lynch you. Oh, well, look, I can't tell. Look, Matt Russell right now is drafting up a lynch tweet. Hashtag Shannon lives. Hashtag Shannon lives. Just anyone just, on Twitter needs to hashtag Shannon lives. Let's get it trending, everyone. Woo! All right. Yeah. But um, I much prefer the remake. Um, there's a little bit. I was told this was a horror comedy. I was amused by Almost none of it. Maybe, like, Eddie Evil Ed was supposed to be comedic? I guess, but he was just obnoxious. Oh. I just... it's This movie's not for me. Uh, the remake has a great cast. Uh, Anton Yelchin, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Farrell. Tony Collette, who is fabulous in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever Imogen Poots is in it, but she's fine. Um, she was great in Green Room with Anton Yelchin, may he rest in peace. And then Child's Play. I honestly think that Child's Play 2 is a better film than Child's Play. Uh, maybe not, I guess, like, cinema-wise, like, as a constructed I like them both. work of cinema. I like them all. But, like, as a horror film and as a fun movie, I liked it so much more. 
because Child's Play, not to review Child's Play, but it's well, they had a bigger budget. I guess the effects were more top notch. The doll could move, and it didn't look like a a weird troll doll just inanimately like thumping itself forward. That's true, but I mean, it it was just it was a killer doll movie, but it was grafted onto a weird uh, like criminal thriller, which I did not like at all. Oh, he does the reverse Chucky thing here. We're supposed to think that uh, there's a doubt that Jerry Dandridge is a vampire. But we get all these scenes from his perspective where he's like, yep, I'm a vampire. Come look at my fangs. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no there's no tension here because we know he's a vampire from, like, frame one. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't have any doubt that he's a vampire. Yeah. And not just because I read the back of the DVD. I don't feel like it's played as a piece of tension, which, like, it feels like it should be an integral element of this film because no one believes him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just was not. I'm not for this movie. Do you want to do champion dialogue? Okay, so my champion dialogue began at the beginning of the movie. It was after uh, Amanda Beers, Marcy Darcy, presented herself to uh, Charlie Punky Brewster. I like, mm. Let's only give people nicknames. Yeah. Uh, and she was presenting herself, and then she just gets fed up after, like, he prefers to be looking at the hot new neighbor, and she, like, waltzes downstairs, and she's like, I don't understand you. First you want to make love, and then you don't. And then, like, uh, it's just funny because like, you can see in the next shot that the mother was listening in and, like, Charlie, what's wrong? Um, uh, nothing, Mom. Come in here, you two. Having lovers quarrel, it's okay. Come to Mom. I'll give you some wine and some condoms and you'll be good to go. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. My champion dialogue is just kind of referring to what could happen if Jerry Dandridge is, like, exonerated as a non-vampire. Well, what happens if you go into that house alone and he gets you? Who's going to stop him then? Yeah, then he'll be able to suck his way through the entire town. Oh, yeah, you love that. That was a good line. Gay good job. subtext. Go, Brennan. I love the gay subtext in this movie. It's yeah. not as, like, prevalent as I wish it was or as, like, Lost Boise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a thing. It's around. Too right, too right, too on, too on. Before we do the bingos which you need to finish um i'm just gonna go through my notes and okay be like, this is what it is okay um before we get to the bingo i want to ask you a question we're actually we're we're getting rid of the best thing worst thing segment about the podcast just because i feel like it was dragging stuff down we already have so much to talk about already but i just want to know let's check in it's episode three how are you feeling about vampires right now we started off not knowing too much about them I know more now, I guess. I never knew until this movie, actually, that they could also be wolves. Yeah, wolves, bats, and mists. Like, there's a ton of stuff in Dracula, and people, like, pick and choose what they want to use. Uh-huh. I never knew either of them. At no point did he become mist. He became mist in the alley. Did he really? Yeah. The, like, the, the fog that encroached and came back. Oh, I didn't see that. Is that what you were talking about that was super scary for you? Yeah. Oh, Because no. he, he comes out of the shadows because he transported as a mist. I just, like, he was super, like, move, shifty anyway. Like, he could trans... It seemed like he could transport anyway. Because he's so, a mist. I guess you're right. But um, I never really saw that before. So I guess that's new. I'm learning so much more. I still say I prefer the true blood, uh, the true blood vampires. Uh-huh. They are both A, scarier, and B, sexier. But yeah, just Alexander Skarsgård, call me. Yeah. Tarzan was a flop, you know. I'm oh, here to guy. console you. I don't know. I What I said in our intro episode is that I've seen a lot of, or a decent amount of vampire movies that are like fringe ones, and I kind of liked them all. But I feel like I like vampires way less after this. Mm-hmm. I'm having a really tough time this you month. You gotta watch True Blood, man, and you will love them again. You will love again. I've seen one episode of True Blood, sorry. The one that I showed you. 
You gotta watch it alone, like light some candles. I don't know. I, I like a lot of things about vampires. I like how strict their rules are, at least in terms of, I mean, whatever movie it is, like I said, they pick and choose these specific rules, but I love the weirdness of uh, you can't see their reflection. They must be invited in. I like this really strict formalism to mm-hmm. their monstrousness. Mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, it's polite. It's very British. Yeah, it's very polite, very Victorian. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know vampires aren't, can't cross running water? Really? That's like one of the things. They never use them in the movies, but that's another so thing. So could they like board a plane and go over the ocean? I don't know that. Well, okay. Look, when vampires were invented, there were no planes. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's just like a, like a stream or whatever. They can't cross right. it. I don't know about bridges. Don't ask me. It's not something that's really explored that much ever. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let, let's go into bingo. I'm tired of vampires. I'm sorry. I'm so um, sad. All right. I wanted to like them, but I'm getting nothing out of these. I liked let the right one in, mm-hmm. but whatever. My first bingo was, I guess they can be wolves now. So wolves. Okay. Gay subtext. I don't know if I've had that one before. Um, I'm going to say I haven't just because when you like pointed it out to me in this movie, I was like, oh shit. Like you're right. Oh yeah. Um, we bled out. Oh shoot. You can say it. You were. Oh shoot. Oh, you shoot. done shucked my honeysuckle. Is that something you do? I don't think so. Honeysuckle is a flower. I did it wrong. Oh, why would you shuck a flower? That's you mean. got me friskier than a possum in a barrel. Don't want to be that barrel. Um, okay, so I'm done with You're that. You're moving faster than I can make up folksy sayings. Okay, so gay subtext. Mist. There's going to be a lot of mist. Great. <laughs> terrible friends. Terrible there will be friends. Terrible okay. friends. Because they weren't really that helpful out of Amanda Beers and... Um, Evil Ed. Evil Ed. Who turned rather quickly, I might add. Yeah, he didn't really need to be convinced. Yeah, I mean, it was either that or die. I guess the theme of his character is that he's very easily convinced because his Charlie by Punk- anyone but Charlie. Yeah, no, Punky Brewster was like, "Tell me about vampires." And he's like, "No, I don't want to do that." And he's like, "I'll give you eight dollars." I love that scene. Eight dollars was great. Yeah, and then Chris Sarandon's like, "Don't you want to stop being bullied? Like, don't you want to be respected again? I can make that happen for you." And it's like, he's when has he ever been bullied? There, there, that is not I a subplot of this movie. Like, I, I want to bully. The, I oh yeah, know, no, I would bully the crap out of this kid. Yeah. I want to lock him in a locker and run away as fast as I can. I want to fly across continents to avoid hanging out with Evil Ed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, whatever. Sorry. Um, and I guess a Van Helsing type character because you pointed out that that was who Peter Vincent was. Yeah. Essentially. Cool. Was it Van Helsing who saw the light again? God. He saw Just the light. Just gotta have faith. He opened up his, his eyes and saw the light. Sign. Isn't it light? It's I saw the sign. I always thought it was sun before. Did you know that? That makes sense because they, they have that 90s inflection that is not an accent, but every singer in the 90s had it. was like, oh, I saw a sign and it uh-huh. opened up my eyes. And see, if he was a vampire, like, he'd be dead if he saw the sun. That's true. That's how that one guy went. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jerry Dandridge at one point gets shot by the sun as if it's set its phasers on yeah. the sun. It was like one of them lightsabers in, in Star Trek. Yeah. Yep, that's how that works. Cool. Don't um, they shoot? You mean phasers? Lightsabers? No. Lightsabers are the swords from Star Wars. So phasers from Star Trek shoot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. What? Matt, Matt is writing in a furious tweet. Hashtag Shannon lives. <laughs> he wants me off this show, probably. God. Okay. Here's my bingo. 
My I actually we did these separately. Mine also has gay subtext on there because okay. it's so important. Also, uh, reincarnation of the eternal love. This is actually something we didn't talk about. But uh, Punky Brewster's girlfriend Ooh. Amy is she looks exactly like uh, Chris Sarandon's ex girlfriend. Whatever. That's not. That's literally. I was reading in the trivia. That's something that Chris Sarandon added because he wasn't super into his character. He thought he wasn't complex enough, so he actually suggested to Tom Holland that they add that character piece for for him. Mm-hmm. It did nothing. Uh, it did nothing. I hated that. Yep. Like usually there's, when they do that, there's like a ritual involved to like transfer the soul of yeah, the other exactly. past into the new body. But for this one, it was just. Yeah, he wants a to pretty sleep picture. Seventeen-year-old. Uh huh. And then he also sacrifices her, sort of. Kind of, I have no idea what's going she on. She locks her in like in the room with the guy, and he's like, you're going to have to kill her, you know? And he's like, it's fine. I think he knew he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and then uh, vampire hypnosis. Uh, you got to use the faith. You got to have faith, good. faith. Faith for the cross. I saw the sun. And uh, di- diaphanous white dresses that you can see plenty of nipples through. <laughs> okay, I, I have a call to action for everybody listening to this. If you love Fright Night, if that's why you came here, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Second of all, Tell me why. I really want to know. I want to expand my education. I want to expand my knowledge about why Fright Night is so important and seminal and pivotal in people's lives. Uh, It is not a movie for me, but I really, really want to know why it speaks to you. Like, that's something that's really important to me. I want to understand. Maybe that'll help me change my mind about it in the future. Yeah. Do that. Tweet at us. Hashtag Shannon Lives. Uh, If we can get that trending... That would be the best day of my life. It won't happen. It won't. But if you want to tweet at us about your love of Fright Night and hashtag Shannon Lives, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because... Uh, you got nothing better to do. Yeah, you like us so much that you're willing to ignore that both of us kind of hated Fright Night. Yeah. And love Shannon, apparently. Hashtag Shannon Lives. And next week, we will be watching Vampires or Vampires, but with a Y. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. If it's like super European, it's like it's British. Vampires. I was going to say they're in Europe, but not anymore. Brexit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still part of the continent, yeah. obviously, but they have uh, severed ties. Anyway, um, Vampires is what we're watching next week. It's a vampires. classic I think it's vampires. lesbian At no point vampire do they say vampires in a movie. Sergio, do you have any last words for our lovely, lovely fans who are not lynching us at the moment? Um, stop using the word lynching. Sorry. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, Matt, if what I said today offended you at any given point. Um, I'm, I don't really – I'm a novice when it comes to film art, so feel free to educate me. Or to sh- like tell me the error of my ways in a nice, kind format. I'm a very sensitive person. <laughs> I can't handle the hate that I've seen people spew on Twitter. Um, so just be like, you know, hey, this is this is why you're wrong. Kindly, gently, like smooth <laughs> Softly, it with butter. Softly, gently. Send me flowers. Tweet nice. some flowers at Sergio hashtag Shannon lives. That's fine. I wouldn't hate silently it. your subtweets abandon there. Hey. What would you have to say? I would like to say softly. Oh goodbye, God. everybody. Right, goodbye. goodbye. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your journey, or is that your line? No, you. Well, I've been saying it because you've been forgetting. Do it. Say it. A good luck on your journey, everyone. And stay gold, everyone.
Testing. Wow, I can't do it all. Ears not on. Me being sexy. Hello. Whoa. Hello. Bars. Nope. Nope. That's still not good for me. I'm so sorry. It's never good. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan Klein. Brennan, Brennan. I'm Brennan. Did this movie provide Bone tingling? Bone chilling? Is it bone chilling? Is that the term? Bone... Yeah. Which would you... Wait, you just said bone. Bone chilling. Okay, thank you. Bone chilling fear. Shannon never so tweets. People, well, no, that's she why... She just retweets. People should follow her at... Where's my phone? At Chalakian. Why are we giving Shannon free promo? Nobody follow her. The the musical sting... The... The... See, the um, sorry, whoa. What? It did what... It tried, okay? It tried... It... Okay. Okay. So we can edit that out. Yeah, we get constantly saying that. I didn't see hers. Wanna you are lie? you are humanity's greatest monster. She was a chicken. Just chewing ice into the microphone. She's chicken. Marcy Darcy is a chicken. I guess that's it. Yeah. What else do we have to say? Like we're both like just dreading to like I don't know. Drudgering? Drudge is that a word? Drudgering? No. Drugging? What are you talking about? I don't know, like say there's sludge and there's a pool of sludge, right? You're dredging the sludge? You're dredging the sludge. Is that what you do? It's not like wading through the waters because it's sludge. Okay, I guess, I think I mean there's drudgery. Is that a word? Yeah, that's like boring like hard work. How would you do that? No no that's different. Yeah, that's just like sad. You can well, cut all this out, by the way. This is going in the bloopers. Okay. What should we say? We should say bye. Okay, Sergio. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. It would not be complete without one of my... Your patented... Trademarked burps. Mouth flatulence. Patented? You can't patent a burp. Well, we'll see about that. You can't patent a burp. Okay, if I patented burps, does that mean it would be illegal for you to burp? Because I would love to make that I happen. I mean, I'd have to pay you royalties every time I burped. Uh, I would also be great with that. Burp. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.